Both in our first reading and our gospel today, we hear the um, great analogy, parable of God's grace being like um, the growth, the sprouting of a seed, uh, this organic process that we are all witness to every spring, that life comes back, um, sometimes in the most unlikely of circumstances, and grows with this spontaneity, with this kind of energy um, that's latent in something so unlikely like a seed. Um, Jesus purposely uses the mustard seed as his analogy for the kingdom of God, because if you've ever seen one, they look like dust. They're so small, um, like little grains of sand, but somehow you plant it and it sprouts and grows. And um, I don't know if it's the greatest of all plants, literally, but Jesus is using this as a, a, the contrast between the, the small start and the kind of glorious flourish at the end. Um, there's a little planter on my balcony, and uh, I tried to plant some flowers in it this summer, and they died within days. <laughs> I went to the Home Depot, and I planted them, and I thought they looked really good in the store, and I put them in the dirt, watered them, and they just... Oh, wilted. But there's also a maple tree in my yard, and um, it, in the spring, puts out all those seeds, those little helicopter seeds that fall down to the ground. They just cover the lawn. They covered my balcony. I swept them all off, except a bunch had landed in this planter, and I just was like, whatever. It's it's these dead uh, flowers. I'll leave those seeds in there, thinking nothing of it. But the other day, I was out there, and I noticed one of them had sprouted, this little maple. Um, And it never even occurred to me that this gigantic maple in my yard at one point was just this little sprig this little stem with a couple little leaves on it but they were the same exact shape I could tell it was the the maple and who knows why that one seed that fell there on that part of the dirt maybe got a little bit of the rain that came in off the edge under the roof but got just enough nutrition just enough sunlight that it was happy enough to sprout and to start life and maybe I could take that put it in a pot grow it maybe plant it in somebody's yard and it could grow into a tree one day I don't know but um, it made me think about the seed, the word of God as a seed like that, that, that the Lord just sows very liberally, very profligately um, in our lives. And the times in my life when that seed has taken root, I remember being a teenager once at a Good Friday service, and um, I'd heard this story of the Passion many times, but for some reason that, that afternoon, it just really struck me in walking up to go venerate, kiss the cross, my heart was like on fire or something that it just, I saw what Jesus had done for me and it made me love him and made me want to serve him and, and make great sacrifices on his behalf, just as he had sacrificed for me. I don't know why that particular day, that seed got in the dirt and, and sprouted. Or um, a year or two later, I heard a homily about the sacrifice of the mass and the priest explained that this was the cross that Jesus was sacrificing himself always eternally and that the mass was the representation our participation he said just as the priest separates the body and the blood of jesus once more um, on the altar by the the chalice and the, the bread that become the body and blood of jesus so that's jesus body and blood being separated sacrificed poured out again for us and somehow that image made sense to me the connection between what was happening on the altar every at every mass and what had made my heart burn and in the sacrifice of Jesus and witnessing, what does that mean the Son of God really died for me, loved me that much? Um, And then a a smaller example, in college I was sitting having lunch one day in the cafeteria of our Newman Center with uh, one of the priests who was about my age now, um, back then, and I was 18, 19 years old. And he asked me what my major was, and I said biochemistry. 
and this was a major I'd chosen off of a website with my mom and dad, like, what do you think I'd be good at? And uh, chemistry was one of my better subjects in high school, so I just picked it. And now I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with that. And um, he said, the priest said, oh, my, my major in college was marine biology. And it like totally shocked me because one reason being here was this priest and he was a real man with real interests, not unlike mine, biology. And for some reason, that small little connection opened my eyes. And then also that his majoring in marine biology led him to a life totally consecrated to God. Perhaps my biochemistry studies weren't just some thing I chose, some dumb chance, uh, or me picking a list of pros and cons of weighing what career I wanted, but maybe it was part of God's providential care for me, that this could be part of the path leading to a life consecrated to God. And it was just this seed, the smallest little conversation, but it, it sprouted. And of course, a seed, there's different stages. Once the seed sprouts, it needs care. You know, that little maple seedling is going to die if I don't water it or do something with it. Once it grows big enough, out, uh, outgrows that planter. And so the word of God has to be cared for, not let it be uprooted, not let it dry out or get, uh, you know, root rot or whatever that we, we, we need to care for the word as it's growing in our lives. But then that third stage is when the, the birds dwell in its branches when we realized that the, the reason that God sowed these seeds in my life was not just so that I could be really happy and have a good life. It's so that I could be a shelter to others so that my branches could start bearing fruit and seeds and throwing them out into the world for others. That's the whole point, is that the kingdom of God is not just a bunch of individuals. It's this communion, this body of Christ. Um, and so examine where, where the seeds of been in your life when, when God has found purchase in the soil of your heart and you've, you've felt that, um, that this is not just words, this is the word of the Lord. Um, and I'll finish with this, uh, this story, one of my favorites of Cardinal George. He was there at the 2005 election of Pope Benedict and um, he came to the seminary when I was there many times, but he, he told the story of when he was there at the election, st- standing on the balconies in St. Peter's Square, he could see the Colosseum, this kind of uh, monument to the Roman Empire and to the Caesars and the games and all that, if you've ever seen the movie Gladiator, the glory of Rome. Uh, well, where is the glory of Rome, he, saw, he thought? Where is Caesar? He's nowhere. But they had just gotten done electing yet another successor of this fisherman, St. Peter, who was called by Jesus on the, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee given this mission, the tiniest possible seed, these 12, and then this one, this kind of shaky leader they had in St. Peter. Um, But now, wherever you go throughout the world, there is the Catholic Church. There is the mustard plant with all these branches. You go to any country on earth, and there is the Mass being celebrated, Jesus' sacrifice for us, and his grace being poured out. It's this organic reality that, that has a life of its own, that political powers or, or economies or anything um, artificial in the sense of man-made cannot have the same kind of vitality that this kingdom of God which breaks through in this starting out in the most humble possible way. We, we don't know how it grows. We don't know why it grows. It simply does if we are open and receptive um, to that grace.